Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. It's the best pizza in the city. Still making a great Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, old school, big boy pizza. Support an Alberta-based business. Royal Pizza. Star for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Pleased to uh, be joined in the studio by a man who is down at uh, the opening day of Rookie Camp. Reed Wilkins. Hi, Reed. How are you from Inside Sports? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks a lot for having me on. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too again. Uh, all right. People want to know, Ethan Bear, a little bit different body composition, eh? Like he looks... Uh, yeah, I think he had to... Uh, he leaned out a bit. Be a little, be a little sleeker, so I, I think he paid attention to probably some direction he was getting, given over the offseason. But, you know, things... Things changed for Ethan over the summer because uh, now I know Secker got hurt, but some guys have been brought in, and I, and I think clearly what we saw from Bear last year is is the offensive potential is there, the the offensive brain is there. Um, you know, he showed a, an ability and a willingness to one time the puck on the power play a couple of times. Boy, that's been an ongoing storyline with this team, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, I mean, his gap control, his defensive awareness wasn't as great. But I mean, he, I mean, Yerbeck's been brought in to clearly play on the team and maybe help the power play. But by the way, that was a good one with Alan May yesterday, sort of outlining some of the ways he can help. And then, you know, Garrison's uh, here to compete for a job. Long, long shot. He's a me. long shot, but... Longer shot but than if they felt, shot, if they felt better about Ethan Bear in the organization, you, you know, and some of the other guys, you, you don't you don't bring right. in Garrison. Well, you still might need veterans to play X amount of games in the preseason, too, and give Garrison an opportunity. I'm just saying I think he's a long shot. Uh, Bear versus Bouchard, or I don't know if that is what it is, but it is a storyline, those two right shot yep. guys for me. Yeah, well, it, it, I mean, Bouchard clearly drafted much higher in, in his... And this is, like Ethan was saying, this is his fourth rookie camp already. Some guys at this point aren't coming to rookie camp, even if once they get a few NHL games under their belt. So that that's interesting, too. Uh, Bouchard's probably story number one going into rookie camp. 
Uh, I know clearly Yamamoto, a lot of people want to pay attention to, but I think the evaluation for Yamamoto might be more uh, in main camp. I mean, I think he has the personality and the experience and the drive that he, he's going to stand out in rookie camp. So uh, so then we see how Yamamoto fits in with main camp. Does he get some some games as a as a as a one or two winger on on the mm-hmm. right side, and and then can he produce points, which he did last in last year's preseason, yeah. and with a bounce or two, maybe he gets a couple extra points when he was here. There was belief in him from his peers, which is important. Sure, he was where he was supposed to be. He was actually a bit like Leon Reed. He was unlucky not to have had like Leon probably should have finished with at least four or five goals and 15 points in those first 37 games. And Leon was unlucky. And I would assert to you that I believe Yamamoto was a little bit unlucky, maybe not to have had a goal and five points in nine games instead of having zero and three, right? So, and that's how it works. Yeah. But there's belief in him. And, and I think with Bouchard, he he should stand out in rookie camp. I mean, he stood out in, in the Billy Moore's Cup when we saw him in, in July, uh, which... Okay, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, if if he stands out in rookie camp, I don't, I don't think that's as sure a thing as as Yamamoto, but I think it's it's likely. And so then Bouchard transitions into the main camp as well. And then how is he used there? D- does he defend? Does he uh, work on the power play effectively? Can he distribute the puck? And then for him, longer term, does he stick around and go to Europe and ma- and maybe play nine games? It's that's not an automatic. Because again, they they've brought in Yerbeck to play, and 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 there's your six D. So then, do you keep? Now I'm getting way ahead of myself. But then, do you keep Bouchard around as a seventh defenseman uh, and play a few, play a few games once you get actually into Europe in the regular season? So there you go. If I was to hazard a guess, I'm going to put money on that he's on the plane going over to Germany. Okay, but then does he play if everybody else is healthy? I would suggest, yeah, he plays the first game. Now okay. the one thing that over might work who, though? over Yerbeck. Oh, okay. Okay, that's just a guess. But I could be wrong, because you know what? To think about it, wait a sec here, Stoffer. They're playing over in Europe. Yerbeck's played a bunch of Jerebeck's played a bunch of games in right. Europe. He's gonna have, be more familiar and comfortable with that size of that ice surface. That's a fair comment for the people that are texting us right now at six thirty, six thirty. Bob Stoffer, Reed Wilkins. So you have Bouchard and Bear, a couple of the right shot guys being storylines, and you mentioned Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh any of the other forwards you're gonna be keeping an eye on in rookie camp? Well, I think you got to go with some of the recent draft picks. Uh, I mean, Benson, obviously. Uh, what it potential is he showing? Who's he going to be at the NHL level? Um, you know, he, the, unfortunately, the storyline for him has been injuries. Now he's been had a good summer. Seems to be feeling pretty good. So, do we get to see a little more? I mean, when you when you hear people talk about Benson, you, you hear about he has the intelligence on the ice. You know, he knows where the puck should go. He knows where to be. Maybe he's not the fastest guy out there, but but he but he knows where to be. So he's he's one. And then some of the potential finishers, if not for this, well, not for this year, but down the road. So you got Maximoff, you got uh, Safin. Are these guys that the Oilers can actually draft? Who can? I mean, Bob, you remember the thing I did midseason about twenty goal scorers that the Oilers have drafted after the first round in like the last decade like there's none <laughs> other other teams have a whole bunch now you know Jujar was a mid-round pick who, who, who I don't know if he's going to get 20 but he's going to be a pretty good player so that to me they're they're a storyline because you need to see them develop you need to sh- see them show some finish that they can be complementary players 
so the Oilers aren't chasing free agents and trades to try to fill out the roster. You got to you got to have these guys coming along from inside. It's going to be interesting. Reed Wilkins joining us from Inside Sports. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers rookie camp. Uh got started kind of today, not on the ice, but mm-hmm. the physicals and the medicals and that sort of thing. Tomorrow they're on the ice. Jack and me are at an event tomorrow, so you'll be holding the fort on that front. And then we, we have the game on Sunday down, yep. in, uh, Already, yeah. down in Calgary. You coming down with us? You going to make that trip? I think I'm doing that one from here. You're doing that one from yeah. here? Okay. Uh, and then we're home Tuesday. Uh, for Nate McEwen, and then you're gonna go to Red Deer Wednesday night. Yeah, that's the plan. They're gonna let you know that city after the. Well, I gotta time. ask Cam. I yeah. gotta ask Cam Moon. To, to yeah, Cam I think it's all up to Cam Moon. All right. Uh, <laughs> so goaltending. I mean, three games. They got three in theory. Is each guy gonna get a game? Do you think that's how they're gonna do it? I wonder what Jay Woodcroft's. Yeah, that's a on good. That. That's a good question. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. I would. I would think so. Or do you give them each half a game? Well, you give a guy a full game, you kind of get to see how he handles the the whole ebb and flow of that game. I mean, I guess the risk is, do you get a fair evaluation if one team has a has a weaker lineup one day or a stronger lineup that one guy face better offensive Well, players? I mean, didn't the Oda rookies last year go undefeated again in Penticton and then get shut out? And then got nothing. shut out, though they dominated the game. Against like, great Nate story McKee. for McHugh and Nate. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to see, uh, you know, Rodrigue's going to be an interesting story, long, yeah. longer-term development, but first, second goalie taken in the draft, first goalie out of North America taken last year. So he, he's got some potential there. And, you know, Skinner, like, what a year. Right. Incredible year in the in the Western Hockey League. So the, then the so – the, and again, you talk about the wingers coming along. There's finally some goaltenders in the system too where you're saying, okay, again, you're not chasing a backup. You're trading for a, you know, banged up El Montoya midseason and, and giving, you know, Koskinen a pretty nice contract to come over. Maybe there's some someday soon some depth in the organization where it's like, okay, here's two guys we're, that we drafted that are now 22, 23, 24 that are ready to be a backup. Yeah. No, I, I think Skinner's got a lot of potential there. So do I. I, I think that he's definitely going to be a guy to watch moving forward here. Uh, which forward that we have not mentioned are you going to have your eye on the most? And I will give you the, there you go. Oh, wait, you need this one. So we talked a bit about Benson. We talked a bit about, uh, obviously, Kyler Yamamoto. Well, my on the most? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you two guys. Well, there's. I'm going to say Gambardella. Hmm. Uh, just because I wonder if he can be one of the, the late bloomer type guys. Like he, he's, like that Pittsburgh's kind of hit yeah, on the last you know, couple of years like where they've had those third, third yeah. line guys come in and they've been pretty good. Like I don't think he's going to be a, a scorer if he ever plays in the NHL, yeah. but could he be so, you know, he was born in 93, so he's going to be 25. Yeah. Uh, you know, but could he be a little bit of a late bloomer that could Marotti? be a depth guy at some point? Yeah, he's interesting to me, and Hebig's interesting to me too. That's the one I'm that, that's about. That's the guy I want to sure. see how good he, because he, you know what? And he's obviously a lot younger than I mean, I have a bias when it comes to these guys, right? Like they get, you know, Peter Shirelli played NCAA hockey at Harvard. Uh, Mac T, you know, played NCAA at uh, UMass Lowell, I think. And uh, the orders went heavy with NCAA older players at 22, 23. And you need to hit on a couple of those yeah. guys. Pittsburgh made significant hay with those sort of guys. They, now, in fairness, the Oilers also signed Cameron Habig out of Major Junior yeah. and burned a year, may I add, of the ELC when they signed him. Um, 
and so they, you know you they need to create some more depth in the organization. I'm gonna, but in Marotti's case, I mean, he had such a good year last year with Michigan. To me, he's going to have to dominate these couple games. Like I think, you know, he should be able to, uh, if he's going to be a big time player to start in the AHL. Uh, I would think that he would be pretty dominant in in the uh, rookie tournament. It's a little tougher for defensemen, but I think that uh, some of the better we've seen some real domination from top end forwards, right? Oh, like, sure. Like, look at uh, what Nick Eaglers did with the Winnipeg team and, and Leon Dreisettle with the Oilers. Yeah, I, I mean... There was separation there with McDavid those. only played one game at the rookie tournament. Yeah. The best, the best performance I ever saw in the five years I went probably would have been how Eaglers played the year he yeah. was there and then probably Leon right after that. Like, I, you know, different in the NHL, but... Uh, Ryan, how, can you for, Ryan, how, how can you forget Vladimir Kachev? <laughs> That's actually a good point. Him and yeah, remember him was, and Bogdan Yakubov that one year. Was, uh, that's a good point. He was pretty good. I, I, I should mention Ryan McLeod too. I mean, we can't forget about him because speed. Yeah. And, uh, and the Oilers need that. And he, you know, he showed pretty good finishing in Mississauga as well. I, mean, I don't think he's obviously not in the NHL this year. Like Yamamoto was should, actually he make. He should make an impact. I thought Yamamoto was better in the main camp a year ago uh, in exhibition play than he was in the rookie tournament. So there's, but there's an 18-year-old. That the point with Marotti is he's 21, and so at that age, I would think you would be, you know, uh, you'd have a little bit of an advantage moving forward. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more maturity and maybe a little bit more professionalism, if you want to put it that way. When we come back, uh, some quick hitters, including Burt Reynolds. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The Edmonton Eskimos, the Alberta Golden Bears football program, and Connor McDavid. This All is right. Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 149 in Edmonton. Reed, uh, the last uh, Connor McDavid, by the way, in Chicago today uh, with the NHL's uh, big meetings there where they bring out all the top players in for media availability. Uh, but the three prior days out at Rogers Place, uh, informal skate, attention to detail. He was on it, man. And it's, I, I know it's, I mean, I had, a, I had a, a former NHL GM say to me one time when it came to Connor McDavid, Ray Charles could see how good this guy is. So, um, uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why he's a former NHL GM. But anyways, I digress. Uh, that said, I I do think it would not surprise me if Connor continues to elevate the level of his performance. Because well, I, I, I think he took missing the playoffs pretty seriously. Yeah, I think he takes it personally. He knows he's the leader on the team. And I, I don't know what the limit is for Connor. 
I, 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 re- I mean, a lot of guys can say, okay, well, everything goes right. He's probably going to get this many. How the hell do they know? They don't know how the game is going to be officiated. Right. You don't know, you know, how many power plays is he going to get? The Oilers power play, as you know, the one, the, the, the one phrase I've been using is, uh, as long as the Oilers power play is not incompetent, which it pretty much was last year, there should be a lot of more points for them. Uh, I, I know I was having some fun on Inside Sports last week. I said I, I'm saying 53 goals for Connor. I, I think how he many can, points? Can jump up. Uh, I will go. I'll go 116. Hmm. So, so that's 63 assists. Well, he might get more than that because he had more than that last year. But if he's shooting more, that could, you know, take a slight chunk out of his uh, out of his assist total. I'm gonna have to go back to my numbers here to see what. But I, there, there, there are. The, I went 46, 71, 117, and you went 53, 53, 63. That's 116, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So you're going one point. What year was it? Last year I nailed this point total, or the year before? One of the years you got it bang on. Yeah, which is pretty. Unusual, uh, but but I mean, he, he's one of those players where he he's already really good. But I he I mean, you hear the stories about Crosby working on these incredibly yeah, detailed yeah. things in his game. I think Connor's of the same mindset, and there are go, going to be nights. I mean, there even were last year when the Oilers weren't as good. There are going to be nights where you'll after the game you'll say. Connor just decided they weren't going to lose that game. And you yep. can say that about, you know, the Michael Jordans of the world and the Gretzky's back in the day. I mean, the great players are able to do that. Where And, you know, hockey's maybe different than some of the other ones because you can't be on the ice all the time and control the, the puck all the time. But they have, the. I mean, you know, Messier did it as an Oiler and as a Ranger. Some nights he just said, boys... We're not losing, but you know, so I'm not sure he did it at twenty. As much as I love Mark Messi, he, he did. Oh, he didn't do and it. He, would, he was a more yeah, yeah like individual. I mean, he right. He and he also benefited because he had another guy that was kind of the focal point of attention. Yeah, no, I, all I know the it's time. all. I know right, it's all right. different and everything. Right. And Jordan had Pippen. Just don't tell Jack Michaels that. But anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to see Jack in about <laughs> half an hour, and I'm going to have a two-hour conversation with him. So Gene's with us. So you know, Gene's not going to get a word in that entire conversation. <laughs> Ask right. Gene about reference soccer. Yeah, well, well uh, you know what? All right, uh, let's do some quick hits. Sure, sure. Burt Reynolds died. I love Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, probably made more references to Deliverance. That's uh, only because I've been to the Deep South. Uh, those folks didn't like that movie. Uh, I remember I, I've, I've talked often about my, my blockbuster video days, and I remember I had a co-worker who said, you know, Burt Reynolds, this was in the 90s where he was already famous and had, had, had a great career. Uh, he's, he, he was looking at these Burt Reynolds movies, and he says, what was Reynolds thinking? He's in Deliverance, this critically acclaimed, serious, dark, analyzed movie. And then he goes, well, I made Deliverance. Now I'm going to be in these Smokey and the Bandit movies I really want to make. I mean, so the Smokey and the Bandit movies were so good, they made a knockoff Cannibal Run. And Cannibal, which he was also in. <laughs> and he was pretty good in those, too. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I, Burt Reynolds had... Uh, he had an amazing life, man. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, I'm just looking through some of his movies. I mean, Boogie Nights, that was a pretty big role for him. Yeah. Not not quite <laughs> it's as... pretty big role for Mark Wahlberg, too. <laughs> so you, you beat me to the punch there. One that I'm not sure he's been able to live up to ever since. 
<laughs> That's true. I'd be hard-pressed to live up to that. Uh, okay, uh, the Edmonton Eskimos, we found out today that they're going to be without uh, their one or two star wide yeah. receivers. So receivers. Uh, this is another another opportunity for Bryant, Bryant Mitchell. This is the time for him. This is the time. I mean, you, you, this isn't one where it's like, oh, he's going to be in in and then out again. He's, he's going to stay in. Six and six or... Oh, I'm worried about Saturday. All right. I'm worried about Saturday be because, because I mean, Dave Dickinson basically came out after the game and said we sucked. They did. They were awful. They, they, the Eskimos should have won the game. They're, they're, Calgary's attention to detail uh, wasn't good. And the Eskimos handed the game and were over in the second half. Why are they? I know I saw your tweet after the game on the lack of point production. Yeah, that's what's because I still think. I, like, I don't think we're overrating the talent on the offense. Like Duke's legitimately good. Offensive Walker's good. Like offensive, Stafford's a good. Offensive line is not as good as it's been, and uh, the play calling to me is unimaginative. Really? Yeah. You think it's that bad? Yeah. How many points do they have in their last three road games in the second half? Well, yeah, I know. Six. Six. Yeah. That's not very good. That's a sign that they're they adjust, they're being out adjusted. I didn't think that happened in Calgary. I, I thought it happened they just, in Vancouver. They, they just and I thought squandered off. I, I mean, okay, the, the, the three turnovers. Yep. Mike's throw is a little high, and Bahar can't bring it down. He was wide open on a seven-yard slant. The play with Duke... Touched his hands, the, make the, the catch, The play kid. where... Okay, so that's not play calling. The play where Duke fumbled, he'd gained 15 yards. Okay. And then, you know, the Gable fumble was a basic dive up the middle to try to get first down yardage. So I, I agree with you to an extent, but not specifically with Calgary, about the adjustments in the play. They're not going to beat Calgary playing straight up. That's why they've got to get imaginative on offense to win the game. That's the only way they're going to win on Saturday. Uh, the Alberta Golden Bears got beat 42 nothing by Saskatchewan, s- who were ranked oh. lower than them yeah. by in the coaches' poll to start the year. Are they going to, like, I feel a bit for Chris Morris. I know he works his tail off very quickly, 30 seconds or left. What did Eddie Elnicki, former head Crichton Trophy winner, say on your show Monday night? Because people criticize Chris Morris. Yeah, well, I had a texter say Chris Morris is 9-40. and 40. Why has he not been fired? And Eddie Elnicki said, you know, you can criticize the record. We weren't good enough when I played. They didn't have a good opening game. But he also said there's more to coaching university sports than the one-loss record. He said, they, Ed said, we had a lot of academic All-Canadians. Uh, they're active in the university community and the, and the Edmonton community. And Ed actually said five years from now, no one's going to remember uh, that I won the Heck Crichton Trophy, though I think probably will. But he said, I'm, I'm going to try to have an impact on, on lives in other ways. So that's what he's Eskimos doing. have five players, or the U of A has five players in the, the CFL right now, including three offensive linemen, all who left after their draft year. None came back for year five because of Chris Adam ready and up to play. Uh, Wilkie, by the way, went 30, 48, and 2 over 10 years as head coach. Now, how do you know that? Because I was... Must have been the sports information uh, director. Uh, some useless guy that worked over at the university. <laughs> Thought highly of himself. Tomorrow, Brendan Ulrich will be hosting Oilers Now. Are you One, serious? Yes, he's coming oh, wow. in. One of his guests uh, will be Elliot Freeman, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. And uh, they got the Proclaimers coming into town on the 13th, a week from Thursday. Or no, next Thursday, I guess, uh, over at the River Cree. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Knight, Andrew Gross, and then Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports. Who do you have? I think we're getting Bryant Mitchell, Mitchell on, and you're going to like this, his 35th and final season as U of A soccer coach, Len Vickery's coming in studio. Wow. There you go. So long, everybody, from Winners Now. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.